Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. Hello and welcome to Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Today is Sunday, November 8th, 2020. We do our live recording at that time on Sundays and rebroadcast the recording on Wednesday evenings on uh, Wozo Radio. I'm Larry, Larry Rhodes, Doubter 5, and as usual, we have our co-host, Wombat, on the phone with us. Hello, Wombat. Cruising on down Main Street, you're relaxed and feeling good. Next thing that you know you're seeing, octopuses in the neighborhood? Uh, um, <laughs> must be a mushroom or something. <laughs> Our guests today are Doubtfire, Bugsy, Dread Pirate Higgs, and George. George is just now coming in. Digital Free Thought Radio Hour is a talk radio show about atheism, free thought, rational thought, humanism, and the sciences. And conversely, we also talk about religion, religious faiths, gods, holy books, and superstition. And if you get the feeling that you're the only non-believer in Knoxville, well, you're just not. There are several atheist, free-thinking, and rationalist groups that exist right here in Knoxville, and we'll be telling you how you can connect with them right after the mid-show breaks. Also, did you know that there was a streaming atheist call-in video show broadcasting here yes. in Knoxville? It has been for over 10 years. Did Absolutely. you know that, Wombat? Yes, and my, I think it's really, really good because it teaches kids about science. And I yeah. think the funniest part is when Arnold's like, I knew I should have stayed home today. Like whenever the school bus shrinks down into like a tiny little thing goes in one of the school kids' bodies, he's like, I should have stayed home today. I'm sure that's a good show, but it's not our show. It's my favorite thing. (laughs) It's a magic school bus. It's amazing. You're having trouble finding it, so we'll tell you how to do that after the mid-show break. If you'd like to interact with us during the show, go to Facebook and search for Digital Free Thought Radio Hour and use the messaging function to send us questions or comments on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock Eastern. Wombat, what do you have for us today for, as far as topics we're, go? We're going to be talking about what's the deal with misinformation and probably take a nice collective sigh <laughs> one by yeah. one as we go around. Indeed. And, then, for and sure. maybe even go into the nature of like, particularly in this season why se is useful wow we can use it to determine like true things false things but also standards of evidence in the upcoming weeks maybe even months as we will hear things that are patently not true <laughs> what we can we do this week yeah that's what we have already and what can we do to be able to parse these kinds of things in the future because we want to hold everyone to those same standards but before we begin i'm going to throw it over to our own dread pirate higgs for our weekly invocation all right. Well, in honor of this auspicious event, while Trump whined the Dems had conspired, the subterfuge wasn't required. Joe won the vote. In history, will note, Trump didn't lose. He was fired. Oh, Raw man. man. <laughs> that is trading room. If you're watching that right now. Uh, you're going to love that. So that's a good one. I, I want to go around. Maybe we can just take a sigh of relief. If, you're, if your candidate didn't win, that's totally fine, too. But at least uh, in America, there is, and probably even the world over, there's just anticipation for healing and, and potential for unity. And I think that's something that we can all agree on, that we need to take these tensions and cool them down a little bit. And I think we have the best candidate in order to be able to do that. So here's me going... 
Scott, how are you feeling? Do you need to take a breath right now? How, how have you oh, been man. this week? I've, I've, I've been taking breaths all weekend, man. Um, all weekend? Wow. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I've been staying in the house, staying out of the mix, because um, in Newport Beach, which isn't far from me, the, uh, there's been a lot of demonstrations. Mm. With the uh, Trump people really mad about the result of the election, and they've just been all on the news feed and everything else and just going crazy. And, you know, I'm not too far from there, so they're driving around with their Trump trucks and <laughs> all of that stuff. So I've been kind of wanting to kind of stay out of that whole thing sure. right now, yeah. you know. Good move. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- I, if it wasn't for the coronavirus thing going on, I would be out there with a table and two microphones. But even then, I'm oh, just yeah. like, uh, I don't, I don't want to risk it. I, I want to wait until we have an administration that knows how to make a vaccine. I'm so, so super glad that we will have a, a vaccine that comes up that's not pressured because you can't rush biochemistry. I'm saying this as a biochemist. <laughs> Sometimes bacteria <laughs> to do things. <laughs> you can't be like, multiply faster. Meiosis. I don't have times like they don't work on your clock. Uh, Larry, I'm going to throw this out at you, too. Uh, how do you feel? How are you this week? Uh, collect a sigh of relief? Oh, yes, definitely. It was a great week. Um, <clears throat> I have to say that I wasn't feeling too good on November 3rd evening when most of Same the map here. was red. Uh, but I'm, I'm a dyed-in-the-wool Democrat, so it sure was nice to see those states flip as, yes. as the week went by. And finally, Saturday morning to, to get the news that uh, Biden had actually taken Pennsylvania. The, Help me out. How sick did you feel uh, November 3rd evening? Like, well, I went it, to bed. You know, so I, sad. I felt bad for the future of the country. I felt bad yeah. for how our country did not respond to this threat to democracy. Uh, how, yeah. uh, you know, I, I lost a lot of faith. Uh, I guess it was uh, Tuesday evening. But An Saturday atheist morning, losing faith? We have to talk morning, about that. Uh, it, it wasn't the blue wave. It was more like a, a blue tide. Don't let a Christian hear you say that. Yeah, the, the tide no, 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 came you can say, in, no, but it did. I think this it days. Larry touched on a great point because I did want to talk about faith in this show too because I do agree with the idea of atheists even have faith as well. It's that we just don't right. use faith as a means to determine if something's true or not. Like everyone can believe in something without evidence, but is that a good way to know if something's true or not? Right. And I think atheists would agree that it's not. But I have fa- I had faith that we'd be here today. But it was shook that evening, and I was I went to bed and I thought, man, I hate feeling more and more so that I'm a second class citizen, third class citizen in this country that I was born in, that my parents were born here, grandparents were born in, and I don't know how I'll feel going outside, looking people in the eye, and and knowing that these people chose not to see me as someone whose life matters and and could be a contribution to the society rather than just a statistic on a crime sheet you know like yeah, I, we right we and it also so shows that the importance of getting out there to vote yes it's, it's yes. the only voice we have the only voice that the powers that be will recognize in this country and most right. countries but uh and, I mean, was, look at, I mean, if it hadn't been for Joe Biden getting 70, what, 4,000 or 74 million votes, mm-hmm. Trump would have gotten the most votes in the history of the presidential race. Yep. 
But the only thing that saved it was that we got out there more. <laughs> we got out Did there it. more. That, should, that yeah. should be the double underline of this election. Get yes. out there. It's yes. important. And, and not only that, but shout outs to the people who are being well held by voter suppression. Uh, mm-hmm. I know some guys in Georgia who were in line literally for seven hours. They put blogs on YouTube of just like, I'm in this line for seven hours in Fulton County. That's near Atlanta area, near Gwinnett uh-huh. County. And I'm like, uh, seven hour line. That is such really terrible Bullshit. suppression. I mean, and you look at the margins of what Georgia won by one by it's like literally mm-hmm. just like, Less than 10,000. So like yeah. every yeah. single person in line who didn't turn away, who stayed in that line, thank you so much for pulling through. The people in Pennsylvania who stayed in line, the people in Nevada who stayed in line. We won and saved democracy by the thinnest of margins today. And I want that to be a lesson for for anyone who is like an autocrat who comes into this situation and just wants power. Don't follow that playbook because we stopped you today. And you can do whatever you want now, but January 20th, you're getting kicked out whether you like it or not. George... What is up? I'm so glad to see you. Thank you, Tyrone. Oh, boy. Uh, what a discussion this is. I, I, um, I have to say, at my age, I am apprehensive, you know. Mm, it's yeah. hard to let it go. It's, it's hard to, I mean, to see uh, this country get so fascist. Mm. Um. You know, the way my mind works is that I'm wondering, uh, what is the collective amnesia with which we as a country have forgotten the lessons of World War II? Yeah. And and then the American Revolution itself, Mm. you know, when we fought to free ourselves from a king, from a dictator, Mm. that we're right ready to install another dictator, another king. And um, I can't help but think that the amnesia is emotional. You know, that um, because there are people I simply cannot talk with using logic about this. Right. Like my doctor, you know, that's... Um, uh, you know, pe- people believe that um, there is a force at work to undermine Trump. Um, it, it's it's crazy, yeah. well, but we all know that. We we all know that. And and um, how do we as a nation, as a society, can you put a name this? to that force? I can't. I I, I can't, Larry. Um, I mean, I you're don't not know talking about it. Satan or something like that, are you? No, of course oh, not. It's course the, not. the dark side of the force. Uh, the dark side. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm well, talking I mean, about the Democratic it. Party it's, is a force that was trying to undermine uh, the, Demo- the uh, Trump well, administration. They did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, basically. They did not do it. As usual, the Democratic Party did a terrible job of it. Um, the Democratic Party did such a bad job of fighting back that... I mean, during it's the four hard. years. During the four years, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the impeachment um, was so limp-wristed yeah. 
the 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 um, he could have been accused of so many things, yeah. and they picked exactly one thing, which of course the the opposition easily shot down. Well, and I think a lot of it was having to do with the uh, blinkers that was put onto the administration. I mean, the investigations by the DOJ. There was only Correct. certain things we were allowed uh, as as a party to to bring to the table. Yeah. Correct. But I agree, it, it yeah. could have gone better. Also, as I mean, a populist, I, it's not a surprise that there were Democrats that didn't like Trump. It's just a question of like when there's actively people already in Congress, actively people already in Senate, in the House and in Supreme Court fighting to keep power, even if it means to protect Trump, then you have essentially a group of people who are fighting against the interests of, you know, like our people. And we've never had a, a government that's worked for the people as much as they fought against themselves for for a really long time now and what's really frustrating i would say this is it's embarrassing on a global scale it what we, uh, a democracy is a very delicate thing and it's not in the test of history not a very successful form of governance it it's typically something that's prone to falling apart and what we have is a very special kind of democracy because we're the rare superpower that is actually a bottom votes its way up to the top bottom chooses the elected officials bottom puts in the laws in place bottom works hard and the top should work for the interests of the bottom like we have we have that and it's it was losing we were losing our grip on it and i wonder how other countries were reacting to that idea because there are burgeoning democracies as well and so like i'll throw it up to canada Dread Pirate, how you been? How do you feel about this whole situation? Well, you know, I, I uh, am so happy for you guys. Hmm. Uh, and I know that there's certainly a lot of interests, Canadian interests, um, that are, uh, you know, sighing their collective sigh of relief as well. Um, you know, I know, uh, you know, certainly uh, the, the news I've seen of Trudeau, um, he's, he's, he's got a great poker face, but yeah. uh, underneath it, uh, you could tell that, um, he was keeping a very close eye on things. Uh, I remember seeing, uh, one of the opposition, uh, party leaders, uh, Jagmeet Singh, uh, he was a bit more vocal about his stand on it. And, uh, and so, you know, definitely Canada is, uh, is behind, uh, behind the choice that the Americans have made. So. Great. Good on you. I remember Trudeau when he was in the room press conference board and Trump was there. And for whatever reason, his daughter was there, too. Like he brings his family everywhere. And like Ivanka's making floaty eyes, flirty eyes at Trudeau. And Trudeau's like, none of this, none of that. I need to get (laughs) these people. I can't get away from them. Please, please, please. And it's just like every picture is like Ivanka's like, hey, what's up, Trudeau? It's like, please leave me alone, you crazy lady. (laughs) I don't want anything to do with this family. Exactly. Uh, And I'm like, this guy kind of gets it. Um, So, yeah. Hey, we have a show to get into. And I think it's probably, oh, George, we'll get right to you. But I think it's important that we get into misinformation. We kind of started late today. George, final points. Yeah. Um, well, I was talking with a buddy of mine in Denmark last week, and of course he's he's a he's a former journalist as well, mm. and um, uh, he he was like biting his fingernails watching this election, you know, and and uh, a long time ago I said that 
I told them that uh, Trump had been recycling t- techniques that were used successfully by Adolf Hitler. Mm. And one of, one of them Absolutely. is uh, about uh, attacking the press, you know, and I said, fake, fake news. And I, and I said, Hitler called it the lying press. And he says, oh, yes, the legal presser, you know. So he was following yeah. that maneuver. No. It's it's literally textbook. Um, how do you how do you misinform the cover? You make them tr- distrust the people who tell credible news. And if you read a book called what is it? Animal Farm. Yeah. What is, mm-hmm. is, it is Orwell. Orwell step by step. Like people knew this is not a new thing Trump is doing. It's just a question of do we educate our kids to be able to recognize things like this? Right. And I remember reading Animal uh, Farm. When I was in middle school and it went way over my head, I'm just like talking animals, but they're not saying anything awesome. Can we watch Charlotte's Web, please? Can we go back to that? At least that's fine. (laughs) And it's not until that I'm an adult and I reread the book that I was like, oh, my goodness. Like that was Bush era. That was when the Patriot Act was coming in. And he's just like saying like, hey, we need our own news source. And Ted Turner came out like Fox News. I'm like this they this isn't real (laughs) this is what this book is saying and it's just progressively gotten worse and worse but you can recognize all the steps in science you need for example one person that you can like argue and 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 lambast as your scapegoat so nancy pelosi became that or crooked hillary became that or the obama thing came that you need you need targets that are easy for the ignorant to to be angry at so that way you can stand on top of it and be like that's the problem don't look at me don't look at what i'm doing back here look at that thing that thing's the problem it's it's essentially building a bunch of straw men yeah scott how do you feel yeah it it, you know what's scary is i learned about more what i kind of what i suspected already is that people are so driven by emotions and driven by conspiracy theory and I just didn't know how widespread it was. Um, and it's like you said, they, the, uh, the, uh, wrote the playbook is to destroy the credibility of those who speak truth, like right. science, mm-hmm. Trump yes. attacked science, Trump yeah. attacked um, the news media, anybody that pretty much spoke against him or his policies or whatever. It was Trumpism. And whoever went against right. it, he was going to be uh, discrediting that person. It was just so funny to me to say, look, as a skeptic, you should consider the source. Like, think about what's in it for that person to lie. And there's a lot. Motivations. And so you should be just as skeptical about his claims because of what's in it for him. Mm. Um, you know, but no one thought it, or the people who bought into it, they didn't think of it that way. They just went, they just went right with it. Yep. You know, I don't even know. Really it's scary. scary. It's scary to see that even in like the times that we're in and the first world country that we're in, in the modern age that we have access to information for everyone, we're still susceptible to the, the base tribalism that caused things like World War II or the, the Nazi youth, etc. cetera. I, I think it's very important for us to understand. I mean, us as a society, our children especially, to understand the news media and how it functions and who owns what, you know, understand the role of the puppeteer like Rupert Murdoch, who is pulling the strings about the information that you hear. Yeah, it's like when you wake up in the morning and all the news stories are on the same sentence, same verbatim words, and it's like, who chose these words? Who's writing? Well, I used to do that. I used to be. Oh, look at him. He's the puppet. 
We got you. No, no, no I, <laughs> we got I was I was part of that because I was reading newscasts that came over the teletype sure. machine. Right. And every radio station was getting the same words. Yes. Like what yeah. you're talking about. Word yeah. for word. And someone wrote them. Yeah. And someone had an interest. And so how how do we make sure that interest is in the interest of the public? I have said this on a number of times. And Dread Pirate, I want to go back to you. I actually felt like I interrupted you. Did you have something to say? Anything you want. Hi. Hey, what's up, buddy? I like your hat. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I'd get the silly hat on. <laughs> That's how we know it's a cult. That's how we know it's a cult. It's my silly hat. We praise s- bacon. We, we yeah, do yeah. praise bacon. So oh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So, uh, no, I didn't have anything specific. I remember looking at a globe when I was a kid. I remember looking at a globe when I was a kid and I saw the borders on the globe and it was like USSR and it had this country. Ukraine was here. And I'm like, this is how it is. We're done warring. Like wars are over. And for the most part, this is where the lines are for everything. Mm -hmm. The map's the map. I'm just a kid. And I'm like, well, these things changed a lot in the past, but this is how they are. And then I remember like growing up and I'm like, that country that I, I remember isn't a country anymore. Uh, this country that was a country is a new country. They just claimed independence. I'm like, what? What's going on here? New periodic table elements. I remember seeing that for the first time, and I'm like, what? What do you mean? There's not only 89 elements. There's like 100. There's 90. Like we haven't even come up with names with them. This is insane. The flux of <clears throat> things that happened in the past won't happen today was was <clears throat> an eye-opening experience for me because terrible things happened in the past. Horrendous acts against humanity happened in the past, and they can just as easily happen today tomorrow next year if we don't have a standard for accepting true information and how to treat people and when i look at the trump administration all i saw (laughs) was a person dedicated at coercion at division at making people angry and victimizing people as a result and people supporting this person not so much in the interests of claiming that he did what's right but they've attached their identity so hard to what he represents that they refuse to look at him as, as a critical agent that's mm-hmm. responsible for his actions. And it's the same kind of lack of accountability that's applied to people who are like in a religious institution where they perform horrendous acts against people. And I find that so troubling that, and, and so important that like, you can't just be someone who's like, Hey man, I don't have to critically think I, I don't believe anything weird. It's just, you know, the way how I was raised and it's, it's all good. Or like, I'm, I'm an atheist. I'm a scientist. I'm done now. I don't have to think anymore. It's like, no, every single moment you have a chance to ask a question, question why you're doing something, put, throw some doubt into a situation, go for it because it's for your own interest to do so else you might end up like how we were in the past and do everything you possibly can to question everything. It doesn't matter what it is. Cause truth doesn't mind being questioned. Truth wants to be questioned. Larry, go for it. Yeah, it's an old saying of those who don't know history are condemned to repeat it. But those of us who do know history are condemned to watch people repeat it who don't know it. <laughs> 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 true. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Larry, uh, you're going to have a birthday soon. Not anytime soon, but when you do you know, plus four more, you could run for president and actually potentially win. Oh, sure. <laughs> you're, you're a spring chicken. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to feel pretty good about that. Doubt or five for president. Yeah, yeah you're like, oh, I, I could go. probably knock this out. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? We saw, did you see the uh, acceptance speech on his part? Did you see him like run down the uh, the, the, blue cur- the blue carpet? 
Oh, uh, Biden? Sure. Yeah, it yeah, was a great yeah, speech. Yeah. It was the yeah. most uh, forceful and most uh, present speech I've ever seen him do. It was really well done and really the points that he said in it were great. I didn't agree much with the uh, the religious way he ended it. Um, sure. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, everybody has the right to believe what they want to believe. Uh, That's true. Uh, they should have good reasons for it. But mm. it's, but. I, I don't believe the same way he does, but I think that he represents what is best for the country right now. And he right, said it well. Right. That's actually an interesting point that you hit on uh, faith and Biden. He used the word faith multiple times during mm-hmm. since like election night. I remember the thing that he said the most was like, hey, you know, these numbers are looking bad, but that was when the red mirage was occurring. He said, keep the faith, keep the faith. And I remember seeing, hearing that word and getting triggered because, you know, atheists, we don't like that word as much. But I didn't find an issue because we weren't necessarily using it as a mechanism to, to establish that the God was real. He was just saying, this looks bad. We don't have data to show that it'll look good, but I want you to believe that it will be good anyway. And I'm like, that's basically what faith is. And I found yeah, it very good practice. to hold on to that. Yeah, well, people as, should as remember that faith has multiple definitions. If you look it up in yeah. the dictionary, it doesn't just have one definition. And there are have one words definition that have in the multiple Bible. definitions, and faith is one of them. Yeah. yeah. If I, may I jump in? Sure. Absolutely. I, I just wanted to, to say that, uh, you know, if um, at the end of voting, you're, you know, he's, he's putting it out there to, to have faith. Well, the de- the decision's already been made. Yes, so the faith right. will not change the outcome. The outcome is already set. Absolutely, it's one of those. It's weird like things, having right? it's having faith in uh, you know that your numbers once you check them will match the draw that's already been drawn. Right, uh, like faith that you faith, passed the test. Exactly, faith has nothing to do with it anymore. <laughs> So it's a By useless anyway. It's a useless objective <laughs> technique. Yeah, but I would right. say this, it did make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I think that that's the, the appeal. That yeah, and I think purpose. And I yeah. needed a guy at that point at that night at that hour to just say something that made me feel like okay, I can at least try to get three hours of sleep tonight, right? Like that's what I needed. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. And I'm like I I, it's like I have the Christian. I was had, I was raised Christian. I understand the appeal of being, you know, sure. emotional placebos. That was one of them. In my opinion, I was like, that's cool. I'm not using it as a means to say, hey, we're not winning the election on faith. We're going to do it on statistics and science. But mm-hmm. not bad. Uh, though he does go into the Bible hymnal book a lot of times, and he did so at the end of his um, acceptance speech. <laughs> Here's my two points. Uh, I'd feel free to get. I'll get a roundtable on this, but we had. For example, an immoral, I don't think Trump even knows how to hold up a Bible. Like, <laughs> I think we've established that, right? Right. So, like, we have an immoral, a-religious person. I won't even give him the dignity of being called an atheist, right? Uh, but we also have a very moral, in my opinion, I think Biden has, like, very good vibes about him, very open, uh, very open to being diverse, loves science, like, uh, acknowledges climate change, wants to work together, wants to unify good moral values there but also religious and i'm thinking like you can be moral and religious and i'd rather have that as my president than immoral and a religious at the same time i know so mm-hmm. for me this is a this was a contest on character uh scott how do you feel i i see you thinking oh yeah that that's you're exactly right man um and biden seems to be a progressive type of uh, catholic so 
He doesn't mm. deny science, which is a good thing. So it, with all the meat and potato stuff or the main things that we need to worry about, he's on board with it. You know, he's he may speak with religious language or whatever the case may be. That may be something that plays to his advantage in some ways. Um, so as long as it isn't, you know, he's for separation of church and state. Yeah. He's for plurality of um, religious beliefs. Which I'm Gay for people. as well. Yeah, he's he's not he's for everything that Trump was um, against, which is yeah. a big plus, you know. So for me, I don't I'm I'm less scared of someone like a Biden or an Obama, even if they use religious language. Um, it's just a way of speaking the same points. I think in this case, I mean, if you're someone like an evangelical then we've got a problem because they don't believe in the separation and they want to uh, legalize or um, mandate religious belief one way or the other. That's their whole goal. But I don't think that's what Biden's about. That's not his platform. Biden strikes me as like the best kind of religious person who inspires progressive attitudes in other religious people and pulls them actually further away from the text that's in their holy books. Um, Mm -hmm. Larry, what do you think about that? In the sense of like progressive, a religious person. No, in the sense that like, hey, he's if he was textbook Catholic, (laughs) he would be a really terrible choice, and we'd be between a rock and a hard place. Well, if you mean if he was a fundamentalist, if he was like a fundamentalist, yeah. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he's has the label and people identify with him because of the label, but he's showing that he's so much more progressive and thoughtful and aware and tolerant. Well, that's going to inspire other people to be not as crazy and probably pull away from Mm -hmm. him as well. Well, I've always said that uh, people are good moral uh, characters in their society in an inverse proportion to how closely they follow the fundamentals of their religion. Right. So, uh, you know, I I do respect a Catholic uh, upbringing in that they do tend to give you a good uh, general education. Uh, They they do value that quite a bit, and I think it, it helps to... Uh, fuel a progressive point of view and uh, i'm i'm all with it uh john kennedy was a oh, was a catholic and there was a big worry back when he was running that if he got to be president it would really be the pope who ran america and that that he he had to actually made a make a speech that, that said that it, that would not happen of course mm-hmm. it didn't come down to that with joe biden right but um <clears throat> You know, uh, it's not something that really, really, I would think that we have to worry about with Joe Biden. Yeah, I think so, too. Okay, Larry, how about we could take us to the mid-show break? Okay, sounds real good. This is Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. We're about halfway through the show. Uh, we're on WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. And we'll be right back after this short break.
welcome back to the second half of the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. I'm Dr. Five, and we're on WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Today is Sunday, November 8th, 2020, second half of the show. Let's talk about the atheists and free thought groups that you can join here in Knoxville. First, there's the Atheist Society of Knoxville. ASK was founded in 2002. We're in our 18th year. ASK has over a thousand members, and you can find us online at knoxvilleatheist.org. Or you can go to Meetup or Google and search for Knoxville Atheists. It's just that simple. By the way, if you don't live in Knoxville, you can still go to Meetup and search for an atheist group in your town. Don't find one? Start, Start one! one. Right. Another large free-thinking group here in Knoxville are the Rationalists of East Tennessee. Uh, just go to rationalist.org and click on upcoming events to find out what they're up to. Earlier in the show, we said we'd talk about Knoxville Atheist Calling TV show. Well, it's called Freethinkers United Coalition of Knoxville. And go to YouTube, and you can find their live streaming and uh, archived shows. Uh, and you can also find their old archives under Free Thought Forum Knoxville. We've been doing the show for over 10 years. Um, let's say if you're interested in getting involved with the radio or TV show, just come to an ask meetup or RT meeting or go on Facebook and look for either one of those and tell us you want to be involved. You could be our next co-host or guest. Our guests today are uh, Doubtfire, uh, George, uh, Dread Pirate Higgs and Scott. Uh, welcome all. And we were talking about misinformation, disinformation. No, but you we're might want to get work. to love or Something no, like <laughs> don't ruin it for me, Larry. We were talking about where all the missing ballots were. Missing ballots. This is a, yeah, this is a huge conspiracy. We need to look into this. Like, where do they go? Did they go here? Did they get fall in a lake? Are they coming from dead bodies? Are they at the cremation center? Where are they? Where are they? Where is the love? Where is the love? The love. The love. Listener love. We got where is the melody here. of where is the love? <laughs> Are you, are you correcting my singing? I am. <laughs> Everybody's singing out of tune. I don't know what the melody is. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think Hillary so, took those and killed those emails. Yeah, I don't know. Killed those ballots. We had a really thoughtful <laughs> comment today uh, or from this week's show by Dadas. Um, it was long. It was a long comment, so I can't go through the whole thing. But he is basically making allusions to how we did in the first half of the show, where he's actually from Poland, right? Like he is much more steeped in the culture of watching how fascists can destroy the mm. political environments around you, and he mm. was just astonished by how the steps in our society were following the same steps that he had seen and or that he's aware of he's 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 an older gentleman and i can't begin to empathize with a person who went through something like that or at least the aftermath of stuff like that and saw you know in the twilight of their lives oh it's happening again like we haven't learned anything this is this is really bad and like what can i do to to inform the next generation to not make the same mistakes that ours had and and make them realize that it wasn't a quick fix that it was a lengthy deliberate process that that set us back and is not worth going through again not mm-hmm. worth making the same mistakes to go through the same turmoil again well, you know th- one of the things that really got me was that people nowadays really think, I mean, some people really think that anti-fascism is a bad thing. 
Yeah, it's anti-American. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, Antifa means anti-fascism. Fascism is bad. <laughs> and, but they, <laughs> they, they say, no, no, you know, we got to yeah, get those police. Antifas. Yeah, they've made I, it a bad word. Uh, right, and that's yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, hey, I don't like it when people start wagging the dog or the tail wagging the dog. It's like they they take something that makes sense, but they force feed it to you as if it's bad, and it's it's assumed that they're right by all the people who are agreeing with them, even though it's obviously not true. And so like, if you have a bunch of police people being like, Hey, there was some protester them, for example, we had in our country or in my state, Nashville is nearby. There was a lot of pro Trump support rallies that were going mm-hmm. on this weekend and no police whatsoever, but lots of guys with guns, just, just mulling around the streets being like, yeah, and flags and, and holding up assault rifles and all that stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I won't go to Walmart today. Let's just wait until this thing gets sold out. <laughs> then Biden wins and like a different crowd rushes into the street in completely different areas. They're dancing in the streets, unmarked cars all over the place. Police just strolling up and down, watching everybody left and right. And I'm like, uh, yeah, the, the narrative is so... The priorities are all wonky up. Yeah. So I don't know... Uh, I do know it's not a good thing and it's easy to say well we arrested some people today it's like well what were they doing they were dancing because someone got elected it's like well that's not a problem well they're anti-fiat they're antifo it's like so they're anti-fascist that seems like generally something that we would want to have in this country we should all be anti-fascist we should be all right scott how do you feel about this i don't want you to man you want to devil's advocate some interesting points well, I, I feel I feel I, I can't help but just feel great about it because, you know, my wife is from Africa and my children are biracial, of course. So for them, it was great. Number one, seeing a uh, vice president that's going to be um, someone of mixed race. Yeah. Um, it's good to get rid of this Trumpism and this whole division for them, too. And it's it's just a good thing. I don't know. The only, um, maybe if I was to play devil's advocate, was to say that we have to be just as vigilant about misinformation on the other side, too. Like, there's humans on one side and then superhumans on the other. I mean, uh, you know, Democrats, liberals can make mistakes, too. And, in fact, there's a lot. I mean, as far as my political philosophy, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not in the tank for either party, so to speak. I'm kind of in the middle somewhere for myself. Um, but, you know, I don't agree all the time with political correctness and what that might lead to or cancel sure. culture and these types yeah, of yeah. things. I'm not really for that either. Um, I'm not on board with all of the uh, maybe the um, economic uh, progressive ideas. Maybe there's some problems I can point out on that too. But again, I don't think Biden represents that extremism is what I'm kind of referring to. I don't think right. he's he's going to be pushing in that direction. So there's nothing right. I can really kick back. I think he's more conservative than Trump is actually. Yeah. I think he's like so, in the Lincoln post-Civil War kind of mindset of like, we just need to get everybody together because we just went through yeah. a crazy fallout yeah like this is not trying <laughs> yeah. to skew in the hard left direction or be a crazy democrat in his point of view because he was a republican right. uh dread pirate right. what do you got well, i was just gonna say because uh, a couple times there scott you know mentioned the word race 
And what I'd like to what I'd like to see is that we we eventually just move away from that whole notion that you know that there are races. We're one yeah, race. I agree. We share ninety nine point nine nine percent of our genes. Mm-hmm. There is no there is no there is no real fundamental difference between any of us, regardless of our color, of our gender, of you know. Of, of any of it yeah. and and to yep. artificially uh, place this race label on onto people is you know it it, it makes a problem that doesn't exist and i think what, uh, yeah, you know, I it's, say, it's time to start moving what, away from that whole uh that whole label i will be happy to move Every, away from the label when we actually have accurate representation of no the, I, and I get people that too. who are they're trying to represent i think i think those got to work in tandem yeah, like yeah, it they, needs to get they, to the point where it's not as stuff. important anymore. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because when I see my wife in the morning every day, I don't see a black person. Yeah, you know, I don't. That's because you don't open up your eyes in the morning. You, you 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 stumble. You hump your toes. Uh-huh. It's a it's an unfortunate mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I just, well, never. Yeah. <laughs> I just see human. I just see people. You know, I don't. I know it sounds kind of. Um, flaky or whatever to say, I don't see race, I don't see color, but you know, if, if what I've kind of learned is that you can you, you you can train yourself not to see those kind of things because yeah. if you just if you're just around people that are different from you enough, yes. you're gonna it's all gonna dissolve away. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing called uh, absolutely. There's a thing called cognitive ease. And uh, mm-hmm. and it's about just repeating the thing that you want to appreciate over and over and over again until <clears throat> it's it's what comes it's what comes to top of mind, yes. essentially. Also, if you were to look at how the counties voted in in the election map, like states, yes, red, blue. But if you go into those states, it's like big city with a lot of different people together yes. living together blue mm-hmm. rural area where there's very few people no big colleges and and it's very rural red mm-hmm. and that was the pattern across the entire map yeah. it seems to be the case that exposure to different people makes you realize that different people are are cool too right. <laughs> and if you don't have those experiences yeah. that's what happens george what do yeah. you got well i you know having moved here to the south and living in a rural area, mm. I've been thinking while we've been chatting. And um, one thing that I seem to zero in on now is that people around here are very afraid of change. Oh, yeah, of course. Everyone. And, yeah. and um, comforted by familiarity. I think the same way that our cats are comforted by the familiarity of where their where their food bowl is located sure yeah and you i move know, that around you, all the time i like to mess with you them. move the cat's food the cat gets upset <laughs> and and so uh I, because i think that um one thing that we as a society should do is to pay a lot of attention to the psychology of what has happened over the last um, oh, maybe 30 years in politics in this country. I, I don't think that um, we're going to understand and benefit from the understanding um, unless unless we, we do dig deep into the psychology of what's gone on. Yeah. 
Yeah, you and know, that takes we're, education. We're not going to reason our way out of this. This is we mm. we got to understand the um, the mental stuff that's been going on. Mm. So uh, the other mm. thing that's the other thing that's occurred to me is that somehow I, I I've been thinking that we should make subversion of democracy a crime. Yeah. Whoa. Mm. I worry what that would be in the hands of the wrong people. <laughs> I know. I've, yes. I've been thinking that because you just all you yeah. have to do is redefine democracy. Or yeah. just have the wrong person win, and then they'll be like, now I'm going to arrest all my enemies. You just gave me another tool. Isn't that great? <laughs> um, I would say this. I like schools. I like universities. I like college because that was my first time where I was meeting Muslims. I have Muslims in my family, and it wasn't until I went to college that I was not thinking about them as people I'm related to that I don't talk to as much but like people that I'm working with on a day-to-day daily basis. And now those guys are in my friends' inner circles, and I respect them on an intellectual level, uh, on, a f- on a family level. Like I-, I talk to them like almost more than like my own sisters <laughs> for the most part. And I, if you had told me before college, like, what do you think of Muslims? Like, I don't even know how to recognize them. I don't even know if like the head guard means that they're Muslim or they're from Punjab. Like, I don't understand it. Now it's like, oh man, it's Ramadan. I can't wait to tell all my friends Happy Eid or Eid Mubarak. And it's nothing, it's no weight on my shoulders. It's just the fact that I was exposed to a culture. I, I had the chance to, to get over my own ego faults or, or little obstacles and just start to genuinely appreciate the person underneath all those labels. Such that when I hear the label again, it's like, yeah, but I want to know about you because those don't even affect me anymore. And I feel like mm-hmm. when you have those it, uh, many so experiences in college and you're being taught by people from all around the world and you have friends that are from so many different kinds of color, colors, that shows on the election map that like where these big colleges and universities are located, all these kids are like voting blue because they, they can see the rhetoric and they can analyze it and they can say you're saying people from china are bad i know like 40 people from china they're all cool Mm -hmm. i know this is not what you're telling me they're not evil you are being like you're deliberately misinforming the masses that's bad which gets to the heart of uh, a lot of the evangelicals and fundamentalists coming along and saying that higher education is bad because they they don't believe the same way that people who are educated uh, believe Mm -hmm. yeah and it also makes me feel bad when someone says, oh, I went to a Christian school. It's like, oh, you went to a school for mostly just white people to, to take Bible lessons mm-hmm. and learn really bad evolutionary uh, points of view. <laughs> and right? It's like you missed the whole point of school. Like you missed the whole point. It's not to get a, a degree or a piece of paper or letters at the end of your name. It's to humble yourself in the process of trying to learn new things and understand how to do that better. And if you haven't learned how to do that and admit when you don't know something and work harder to, to, to establish some grip on, on the, this tangible, beautiful thing called knowledge, you've wasted an opportunity, wasted four years of your life. So don't do that. And I respect to Atlanta because Georgia pulled that from red to blue. <laughs> if you hadn't seen. Yeah. And that's yeah. Georgia Tech. That's Georgia University. That's Athens University. Good job, guys. I've been in Atlanta. I know it's like the Portland of the South. <laughs> it's surrounded by red for like 11 states all around it. And it's like, no, 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 no. We got this. And I'm, I'm really, really proud you guys pulled through. I feel like Georgia showed up at the party sort of like, hey, I brought chips. And everyone's like, Georgia's here. What? <laughs> 
yeah. and everyone's just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Nevada's like, I'm coming. I'm, I, I, I called. I'm coming. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. It's like, all right, Nevada, you're good. It's all good. It was awesome. Anyway, yeah, it was just a wonderful, wonderful series. And um, I will. I want to throw one last thing out. Here's a here's an idea, and I'll I'll do a roundtable on this. I am glad that it's Trump that did this because if it was a very well spoken, very uh, professional, very good looking young guy that had all the appeal that we looked for, but was doing the exact same things, this would be a much harder fight. We needed a buffoon. Charismatic. Yes, we yeah. needed a buffoon to show us like how bad this could have been. Like to just make it as stark. It's easier to see in that case. Mm. Mm. Scott, what do you think? I was uh, watching yesterday a GOP lawyer who was um, against Trump. And he was saying that he knew all along that Trump is going to lead. He's going to destroy the Republican Party because he's a buffoon and because he's not well-spoken and because he's just so outlandish and out there. So he's glad to get him out of there because that might be the only thing that was going to save the Republican Party. But it's definitely going to be a little bit late for that for the next few years, obviously, with Biden, uh, with probably an eight-year term. But even beyond that, it might be a problem. And that's what he was afraid of. But if he would have definitely stayed in there for another four years, Republican Party would have been through, would have been done. And so he kind of was echoing your sentiment just now that, you know, it took a buffoon to get us here. And it's good for us, for people that value um, pro- progression and progressiveness. That's, that's a good thing. He, he actually um, emphasized the problem with that kind of thinking. And hopefully we'll learn and hopefully progress will take over from here and get us on the right path. Yeah. Like what if, Mussolini looked like Tom Howard, like the Spider-Man kid. Just like, oh, he's adorable. I'll follow this kid wherever he wants. Or if Hitler didn't have that stupid mustache, right? It's just like, <laughs> I'm so glad like the people who are crazy do their effort to, to at least look the part because it's so easy for us to look. Uh, you got to remember that uh, that mustache probably came from Charles Ch- Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Did it really come from Charlie <laughs> yeah. Chaplin? Yeah. That's was true. he a fan? Okay. I think it was okay. the other way around. I think Charlie Chaplin got it from him. Oh, did you? <laughs> I know Michael no, Jordan came with it last. That's all I know. I don't <laughs> know. Charlie Chaplin, funny. Charlie Chaplin did make a, a, a film of parodying Hitler. I think well, that's right. That's dictator. where I got he it. He did. Yeah, yeah. But it was a good speech, though. Like, it Charlie Chaplin speech. was woke in it. Yeah. It's like uh, it's if Hitler woke up. still aware now. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's still relevant even today. Dread Pirate, what do you think of the idea of, like, thank goodness Trump was a buffoon? Um, if he looked like Tom Hanks and acted like, you know, Tom Hanks, this would have been a much harder fight. Are you still here? Oh, looks like he is still figuring things out. I will throw this out. I will throw this out. George, uh, the idea of Trump buffoon, if he was more suave, if he was a bit more well-spoken, do you think we'd be here today celebrating a Biden victory? That's a great, that's a, I think that's a great question um, because I've been, I, I've been looking at the parallels between Hitler and Trump. And I think, it, I think on Trump's part and his advisors as well, it's been a very deliberate process. Hmm. It's been, been a very deliberate, um, uh, calculated employment of those techniques. And I think um one difference is that Hitler was a better actor. 
He was he, better at. He was a scary, well-spoken German dude. He was a very well-spoken. Well, German no, he he was he he could be very dramatic at yes. his rallies. Rallies being another t- technique, and the rallies being a religious event of worship of the dictator, and um, uh, but but that that uh, Trump is too much. He's too impulsive to be a good enough actor the way i mean hitler really studied to portray you know to 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 self-portray himself this way he was good at it he was better than 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 trump Mm. yeah yeah and so i'm we're glad that we're here we're glad that we're here we could have gone so many other directions but we are here today and i think that we should not be too um uh, self-satisfied yet you know we yeah. shouldn't we still have a big fight ahead of us um yeah what's weird is this uh we're waiting for a concession from trump and we may not get it which will be a very bizarre thing in our american yeah. history we got a concession speech though from guess who kanye west <laughs> we did get a concession speech from kanye west and that says something and it's in my head, and you guys are going to hate me for this, yes, Kanye West says terrible things. Absolutely. But he's not running for, well, he's not the president of the United States. He was running, but it, I, there was no chance he was going to win. And he wasn't even running who, in all the states. Right. Who is this other guy on the ticket? Kanye West? Kept, no, no, there's this, this other fellow who kept on, kept on popping up in the statistics, the election mm-hmm. statistics. Joe somebody, I think. Yeah. I oh, it's a girl. It. It's the libertarian Joe Jersey. Yeah. It's okay. We can't yeah. take libertarian seriously on this show either. Yeah. So, But I was Who's saying, that? like, the message, the message of Kanye West being willing to concede, it's like, who is a more bigger egomaniac, Kanye West or Donald hey, Trump? Guys. Seems Donald like Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump, Donald absolutely, Trump. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But at least Kanye West is like legitimately crazy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he pays his taxes, so that makes him already a better standard. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm glad to see that he conceded, uh, Larry. Uh, one thing that we do have to give Trump credit for, he is a very good bad example. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very good. Bad example. I mean, well it'll be Hitler and Trump. From now on, you know, when you're talking yes. about fascists and, and uh, people of that elk. And let's make sure we ram that home. Like, you don't want to be a Trumpist. <laughs> you don't or want to Nazi. be a Hitler. Yeah. Now, how, do we associate, yeah. how do we associate the evangelicals who supported this guy? Oh, you know, you know because uh, I'm saying, yeah. I'm you saying, know. um, uh, um, uh, you tell me that Jesus is love and you support this guy and nothing but foul accusations and, you know, come out of his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. One issue. I, I had a talk with an evangelical. He said, I understand all of that. I understand that Trump was a terrible representative for us, but we still love him and endorse him because he's against abortion. Right. And that's single the issue. issue that we care so crazy about. to be a single issue on that mm-hmm. and let the world burn yeah. in climate right. change. But mm-hmm. Dred, you yeah. got the last word. Okay. I was just going to say, I read this really great article um, on the comparison of Trump to Mussolini okay. and how the evangelicals uh, were really taking the place of uh, Pope Pius the, the 11th mm. um, and essentially duped by uh, Trump's sort of uh, pretend allegiance to their cause, uh, but just using them essentially to forward his own agenda. 
Um, the parallel was, you know, as it was described in the article, is quite striking and uh, disturbing at the same time. No. Where can we find I'm that? I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it's over. I'm yeah. I, the nightmare is over. over, but we or still soon. have some yeah. leg cramps that we got to work out until January. <laughs> so just be aware of that it's going to be a messy ride, but we we hit the slide and we got the momentum and we got off and we're good. We just yeah. now need to go back home. <laughs> you guys are some of my best friends and I really appreciate talking to you once a week. Thank Amen. you for letting me share. Some yeah, right on. Love uh, it, man. Dread Pirate, I know we can find you on YouTube. Is there any other cool things that you want to recommend that we check out aside from that article? Um, well, I, again, I'm working on uh, this course, the, the skepticism. So um, we're looking at some dates starting in late January okay. and running through to May. Cool. Um, so I'm hoping to, to start lining up some guest speakers. Uh, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I'm there um, for you, baby. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. You just uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep you all posted uh, as that moves forward. And uh, uh, yeah, stay strong. Nice. Scott, anything you would recommend that we check out over the next week in particular? Uh, I didn't think about that. Uh, not really, at least not relative to this topic. Um, but yeah, just keep your eye on Any the ball, cool man. video that you saw, anything awesome <laughs> you saw in the, in the world where the president, got, we have a new president-elect, was there any like inspiring thing? <laughs> what inspiring thing that you saw? Uh, not really. I mean, you've probably seen everything I have or probably okay. more. Yeah. I would. So I, I, if anything, you might want to check out Biden's um, acceptance speech. I think it was very yeah. open. Even if you were a hardcore Trump supporter, there's not dialogue in there. That's like, you know, akin to when Trump won. And it was like, we were going to fire Obama. It was more of like, hey, listen, I'm here to be America's president, number one. And it's not just red and blue. We're here to unite. This is something that we have to do together. Highly recommend that you check it out. Also, if you are more on the Biden-Harris side, you might want to check out a, a, a video, a TED Talk by Van Jones on what if the U.S. presidential candidate refuses to concede? Because there's a lot of issues that are un not spoken or made explicit in our political process such that a person has a legal path from, I didn't win the popular vote, I didn't win the electoral college, but I have an army. <laughs> and I'm going to do these four steps so that I will win and I'll still be seated next year. And there's a legal pathway for me to do that. And that shouldn't exist. That loophole shouldn't exist in this country. And we can't support something like that. And we need to address that. And if we're going to address that, maybe we'll have opportunities to address other things with our electoral college that I'm not a particular fan of too. But we it's a good video it's van jones um what if the u.s presidential candidate refuses to concede van jones i'll put us a link on my on this youtube channel larry do you have anything and go ahead and take us out well um i guess i'm ready to go on uh, this has been the digital free thought radio hour be sure to visit digitalfreethought.com for our radio show archives atheist songs many articles on the subject uh, my book is called Atheism, What's It All About? And it's available on Amazon. If you're having trouble with uh, leaving religious beliefs behind, you can always search for and get help from recoveringfromreligion.org. If you have any questions for the show, you can send them to askanatheist at knoxvilleatheist.org. We'll try to get to them on future shows. And if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. Remember, everybody is going to somebody else's hell. 
The time to worry about it is when they prove that heavens and hells and souls are real. Until then, don't sweat it. Enjoy your life. And we'll see you next Wednesday. Say bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.